world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Well, I got a rough morning here ahead of me. I, got a, I just got a text from my daughter. Abby lives just up the hill. And she sent me a picture of a raccoon. And you guys say, well, what's the big deal about that? Well, she said to me yesterday, hey, Dad, um, I'm going to trap a raccoon. If I trap him, can you do something about it? Sure, honey, I'd be glad to do something about it. She texted me this morning a picture of a raccoon, meaning... She got one in the cage. <laughs> he, he he took the bait, if you know what I'm talking about, right? And now I got to do something with it. Now, this is me. I, I, listen, I have a hard time killing anything. I, I, I look at a little raccoon. I think that thing was a baby. He's got a mommy and a daddy someplace. Maybe he's got children that are depending on him. Yeah, yeah, but he keeps breaking in and eating our stuff. I, I know that. Can I just let him loose and let him go back with his family? No, because he'll come back with others. and. So, what do you do in a situation like Clay? You're an old, old country boy. Yeah, what do you do? Do I go and put a bullet in his head and just throw? What the heck am I going to take him on a road? Just, yeah, just take him, take him up the road a couple of miles. I thought about doing that, put him in my car, driving him up, and dumping him off in somebody else's house, right? So that that's why to me, what see most people, this is crazy. I'm crazy. I'm becoming more and more conf, uh, confident of this fact. I am peculiar. Peculiar, peculiar as hell. <laughs> Pull that up for me, uh, Spencer, real quick. Peculiar. What is that? that I'm telling mm-hmm. you, that's me. I don't. I don't know hardly anybody that thinks like me, including my wife. She sometimes says, "What the heck? what? What peculiar is appropriate belonging to a person and to him only? <laughs> Singular, particular. Uh, the man has something peculiar in his deportment. Yeah, yeah. I." You guys, the Bible says we are peculiar people. And I'm, I've, I decided a long time ago I was going to embrace my peculiarity. I was going to embrace it. It's the way the Lord made me. It's the way that I am. And here I am. I don't want to go shoot. I don't want to go shoot a raccoon. Drop that raccoon off at Legends. <laughs> That's what I ought to do. Drop him off down there and let him listen to that music all the time. So anyway, thanks, Abby, for making my day here this morning. Oh, it's all good. It's all good. I'm, I'm all over the place. Let me let me do a couple announcements real quick. I want to talk a little bit. I don't want the whole show to be about the show last night, but I want to talk. I want a little bit of your, your feedback on that. So bear with me a second. Hey, Monday, Monday, I, gotta, I think I told you this before. Monday on my Brideon show, Lloyd Brunson is joining me. You guys know who Lloyd Brunson is, right? Now, I didn't have the courage to ask him to get up early in the morning. I'll try to, I'll see if he'll do that. After after our Monday Brideon show, I'll say, hey, Loy, because look, can, look, this sounds arrogant. I just got to tell you the truth. And there ain't nothing like what we do here. And nothing like we do. So so last night when we did that show with uh, with Richard Gage, I didn't know him from Adam. He didn't know me from Adam. He stayed in there with us about an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And after, he was just glowing. He just never, ever forgot. What? And all those people that you got and all those questions you asked. I said, yeah, man, it's something, right? It's something. So, I, you know, I could probably get I could probably get Richard Gage to any place he would go, right? And Lloyd Brunson, when I get Lloyd Brunson on, he hears from you guys. He's going to be so Because you know something? You guys know that you guys inspire our guests. Did you know that? Did you know that? That when we're done, they always say, wow, wow. <laughs> where did you find those people? Because there is very, there are very few places where you can actually go and find like-minded people. And I don't know if you saw this happen last night, whether you guys uh, were aware of it. 
But Richard, I'm not talking behind his back. Richard Gage's Christianity came out the longer we talked. Did anybody, did anybody notice that last night? He didn't lead with it. He didn't lead with it, right? He kept it hidden because why? We've been taught that you, you're not allowed to talk about that stuff. And then lo and behold, what do we hear? He's quoting scripture, right? Mm. Folks, listen, I'm just telling you, this thing called Christ, this thing called Christianity is so much deeper and embedded in the hearts of people than we even understand. But the devil's scheme has been what? To silence you. You're not allowed to talk about it. We don't talk about religion and politics. We don't mix religion, the sacred with the secular. We we are supposed to be the salt of the earth and invade and inoculate and indoctrinate every aspect of everything that we touch. That's the kingdom of God. That's what we're supposed to do. And the culture is anti-Christ. So what are they saying? Stop sign, nope. Nope, not here, not here. Separation between the church and state. And the kingdom doesn't get expanded because those of us who are trusted with expanding the kingdom are ashamed or afraid or inadequate or ignorant, and we won't do it. Amen. Listen, folks, I'm going to tell you something. I'm more and more convinced of this. The devil ain't got no power. He ain't got no power. None. How do I know that? Because the Bible says all power has been given unto me. So if all power has been given unto him, because they're going to teach us in church, see, they're going to teach us in church that Satan is the God of this world. You're going to hear that, right? Over and over, oh, Satan, he's the God of this world. Uh, he's in, oh, he's the prince of the power of the air. Then that tells me that Jesus Christ, when he stood before his disciples and said, all power is given unto me, both in heaven and earth, was lying. He was lying. He doesn't have all power. Satan's got power. No, no. All power. Is that Matthew? Where is that? Where is Matt? Where is that? All power has been given unto me, both in heaven and Matthew 20. Is it 28? I think it's Matthew 28. I'm pretty sure it's Matthew 28. Huh? Just go there. Trust me, man. Trust me. Go down. Clear down. Go. Uh, 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 Matthew 28, 18. 28, 18. Okay, go. Go right there. This is either true or it's a lie. If this is not true, Jesus Christ is a liar. And then the 11 disciples went away into Galilee into a mountain when Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some doubted. What? Huh? You mean some just played church? He invited, he invites them. So I'm going to go up on that mountain. And I want you all to come. I'm going to invite, I'm going to invite 12 of you guys. What? Yeah, I'd be like me getting an invite to Donald Trump. Huh? Be like me getting an invite to the White House. Just 12 of us. What? Just, yeah, yeah. And they get up there and they got there and they walked into this beautiful White House where Jesus was. And they all looked around and thought, man, this is really, really good. But some still didn't get it. Some still doubt it. And Jesus came, speaking to them, says, hey, boys, let me tell you something before we go any further here. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Time out. How much power does the devil have? Less than zero. <laughs> the coach, are they are they teaching us? Do they teach us this? Or do they teach us about how powerful the devil is and how strong he is and deception? No, Jesus said all power. So when somebody tells you a lie, you simply follow the truth. No power. No power in it. Unless you believe a lie. So all power is given unto me both in heaven and earth. And because all power has been given to me both in heaven and earth, would you do me a favor? Would you go, therefore, and teach all nations? Except not in the schools, because there's a separation between the church and state in America. You can go every place else, but no, not, not in America. And do me a favor, baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I've commanded you. And lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. That's the last thing he said to his disciples. And we appear to be so powerless. Uh, Mike McKee's in the nursing home. I just found that out. Mike McKee has uh, been having some physical problems. I'm going to follow up with Mike a little bit. That's somebody certainly we can be be praying for. I'm I'm moving faster. Stay with me a second. Uh, Again, Lloyd Brunson is going to be with us on Monday, on Brideon. And look, he says, 
they got him in the catbird seat. You guys remember Lloyd Brunson? We signed all the letters and sent all the letters and everything in. I met him when we were out in Bowie, Texas, and he's going to be with us. Going to be with us on Monday. Uh, Mike McKee, the annual. Some of you starting to sign up here now. We're getting we're feeling a little bit better about where we are. Looking forward to it. This uh, free boat rides. Did I say that? Free boat rides. My Roger Weaver's bringing a boat. We got a boat. Mike, uh, what's his name? Blake. Sorry, Mike. Mike's going to bring a boat. We're going to we're going to have fun. We're going to have fellowship. We're going to eat food. We're going to get to know one another. We're going to have a plan. We're going to do some education. We're going to do some, a lot of good stuff. And we would sure love for you to be able to come. We'd love for you to be able to come. All right? 75 bucks per head. Sorry, it's what it is. Hell, the food's 50. Uh, spiritual, all natural. Okay, cool, cool. All right, I got some people with their hands up already. And I'm kind of in the mood. I'll go ahead and take them real quick. Because we're going somewhere this morning. We're going. Julie, go ahead. Good morning, Coach. Good morning, team. Um, today they're kicking off the other side, other agenda, and um, I just encourage you guys to do the family, the natural family, and try to get signs and post them in your yard. And, and, and remember this, folks. This is the first year. This is we get how you know we'll do as good a thing as we can this year, but we'll build momentum to do it next year. Amen. I got I got the sign out in front of my house. Uh, we can get better at this, but yeah, let's. Con- I'm sorry, Julia, I cut you off. I didn't. I'm not sorry, I cut you off. I just apologize because it's rude. Go ahead, coach. <laughs> okay, you done? Uh, done? Got you, Julie. I'm with you, Rochelle. Thanks, coach. Um, I just want to revisit what you said about the power of Jesus and the power of Satan, because I just don't want people walking around thinking that he there's there's no evil in the world. Because there's definitely evil. The problem with this place is that a lot of people want to pretend there's no evil. Um, And you guys have heard this verse before. I'm going to read it anyway. This is in Ephesians. It's after Jesus went to the cross, coach, after his speech and gave all power and all of that. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Also in 2 Thessalonians, he talks about the activity of Satan when he comes back with all power and signs and false wonders. So there is evil and do not be deceived. That is what Jesus preaches, that we should not be deceived. Our eyes should be open and we should be fighting against this evil for him. Thank you. There's two teams. There's two teams, folks. And because we have decided that we aren't going to play on this game, the other team is completely and totally in charge. I'm not going to get into the to the debt issue that they're having in D.C., but the Republicans sold us out again, right? Do you guys have any idea how deeply in debt we are? And one of the things, one of the points I tried to make yesterday in the show when we talk about money, because it makes it makes people uncomfortable when you talk about money. Look, <laughs> you may own a home. And your home may be paid off, and your home is worth uh, $400,000. All right, cool. Look, let me tell you something. Your home ain't worth nothing. Your home's only worth what somebody tells you it's worth. You get that? If there's not somebody coming and knocking at your door to buy your house, you ain't worth anything. That house isn't worth anything at all. Now, if, what if we, how about this one? What if I went up to Sky High and we, uh, uh, I don't know, we had, Oh, I've got to be careful how I say this. Uh, something national happened at Sky High. An angel showed up at Sky High, and all the world saw, saw the angel appear at Sky High and stood on top of the house and blessed all over Buckeye Lake. What would the, what would the value of Sky High do? <laughs> You'd go through the roof, wouldn't it? Right? All, va- all value is it's made up, man. It's just made up. And you may be sitting on a $1.5 million property, but it ain't worth nothing unless you sell it. And then you sell it. What do you get? Paper dollars. Really? And then what do you do with those paper dollars? You do go as fast as you can to try to put those paper dollars into something that's really worth value because you know the money isn't worth any value. Are you following me? You follow me? And it, it's all part of a system. It's all part of a system of lies and deception, which is what I, what, what I want to talk to you. I want to talk to you. Not name it, claim it, not blab it, grab it, all that stuff. Uh, let me get Keith in there, Keith and then Judah. Julie, are you done? Julie, put your hand still up. If not, I'll come back. Go, Keith. The Lord or uh, Satan 
does have power. He's a little G God. Little G. Yes. Yeah. So, but all power means uh, uh, ultimate power, right? Ultimate power. The Amen. devil can get away with all kinds of stuff. Devil can get away with tricking you. He can deceive you. He can lie to you. He can distract. He's got a lot of things he can do. But ultimately, if you drag everything Satan says to you, if you drag it back to the authority of Jesus, where he said, take captive every thought that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bring it into captivity through the obedience of Christ, there is no power in Satan. Because the ultimate authority is Jesus Christ. If you say no to sin, it has no power over. Are you with me? But see, if we don't acknowledge God, then he, Satan has power. And that's why, we, that's why we have this division of what's going on in our country. We have people who go to church every Sunday who love Jesus, who do not understand that Jesus Christ is in charge right here, right now. But he gave us the power and authority to go and teach them to observe whatsoever I've commanded you, but we're not doing that. Well, we get in church and we teach each other in church. We do that. But that doesn't say go to church and teach the congregation. It says go, therefore, and teach all nations. Nations being what? Uh, ethnicities? People groups? Go take the gospel. If the gospel just stays here at Coach Dave Live in this booth, it ain't no good. But if I say something in the gospel that inspires Gene Schroeder or, or Clay Parker or Bobby Lee or Rochelle uh, to do so, if, it, if what we say here empowers them to do something, then it's a living, breathing gospel full of power. But we don't, we don't. I guess I'm having an epiphany in my own life to, to realize how much of my how. How much, many, much, how many of the problems I deal with are simply because I'm not obedient to what the word says. Or worse yet, those I love are not obedient to what the word says. And because they're not obedient to what the word says, if they're not obedient to that natural law, that natural spiritual law, well, it's chaos. It's like playing a football game with no sideline markers. It's like playing a baseball game with no foul lines. We have to have rules and structure. In, in football, if you do something that violates the rule, it's a penalty. They throw a flag. You can't hold. Well, in the world, if you violate the law of God, a flag gets thrown and you're penalized for it. And we don't make the association between me breaking the law and the punishment that follows. We don't, we don't, we don't, we blame the devil. We blame the devil. Oh, you got heart problems? Well, quit eating all that crap you're eating. Stop it. Right? You with me? We don't think that way. Everything's the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil, the devil. The devil just lies to you. That's all. Just lies to you. Judah. Hey, coach, this is good stuff. Maybe we should bring a, uh, a smoke machine and a projector down the sky high and uh, project some stuff up there. People would love yeah. that. Yeah, maybe that would maybe that would get us that get get us going, right? Maybe that would be what we need. Draw a crowd. Well, when we talk about drawing crowds. You and we called it uh, a few weeks ago. We were talking about all this stuff coming down. We were like, "Hey, CCV. Oh, what do they do? They're bringing in some gentleman by the name of Mikey Pence and Betsy DeVos. And, oh, what do you know? They're doing the same thing down in Orlando with, oh, Ron DeSantis. Uh, Isn't it amazing that all the globalists in the world decided to get behind these people with family dollars and fund their presidential campaigns? Unbelievable. How do you suppose Ron DeSantis? How did Ron DeSantis become governor? See, folks, we get we have to track this this stuff. I'm never. Angie's probably better at this than me, and maybe Glenn, because I'm not really deeply involved in politics. But who gets who gets to run for the Republican Party? Who gets to make that decision? Oh, mm, more to it than we know. Okay, so here's where I want to go. I want to do two things. Uh, how do I do that? Okay. 
Let's take a few minutes and let's do a little bit of a review. Reaction from last night. I'm going to do about 20 minutes, I think. And then I got something else I got to, got to smack you in the face with before we go, right? Yeah, Gene, it's not the money that decides. It is, but it's somebody else's agenda. And so if I want to be, if I want to run for a house here in a federal office, I'd have to find some guy that likes my agenda and gives me money. That's what I have to do. And so they own me. They, they own me. Because once I get in there, say I want to run for a house and say, I'm only running once. and really mean it. And I'm going to raise hell. And really mean it. And then I'm going to have another guy come in. He's going to clean up after me. But no, see, they make a career out of it. When they make a career out of it, then, then they're owned by those people. Okay. Okay, let me shift back gears. <clears throat> I'm on fire this morning, man. Uh, just some, some reaction from Richard Gage last night. And again, a lot of you didn't get to see it. It's posted at Coach Dave Live. Come in and watch it. Everything. <clears throat> what we are seeing in all across the world, I'm going to tie two things together here, is the denial of law. Now, I said this before I came on the air, but I'm going to say it again. You could put a million men on a desert island somewhere feed them, give them everything that they would ever need to live. And after a hundred years, there would be no one left on that island. Why? Because there's a law of reproduction that the law requires a man and a woman to copulate to produce a child. That is a law. Is that law being taught and obeyed in America today? Of course Hell no, it's not, right? So it's all based on lies and lies and lies. And then they tell you that those lies are facts, right? The facts. Now we're, we're actually believing that men are born gay, right? Now we're now actually believing that you can, be, you can be a homosexual and a Christian. What? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be a homosexual and a Christian. Because God made, made you that way and you're, you're fearfully and wonderfully made. So he fearfully and wonderfully made you with an attraction to other men. Oh, that's nice. And then made a law against it, right? Right? And, and then what's going to prevent me if I say, well, you know, I was born like in seven-year-old girls. I was born this way. Fearfully and wonderfully made, born this way. Because we're being told in church today, love everybody, God loves everybody, I'm okay, you're okay, tolerant, diverse. Well, nobody will stand up and say, dude, you're a pervert. That's perverted, get the hell out of here. Nobody nobody say that anymore. They won't say it anymore. Say, get out of here till you find Jesus. When you find Jesus, we're going to welcome you back in. But don't you bring that mess in here, all right? Get that crap out of here. Because it's a law. Oh, I got to get into it, man. You got to get Fred Law. It's called the Law of Association. You guys know what the Law of Association is? Sure. You become like who you hang around with, right? Law of Association. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man, oh, man. So we watched uh, Richard Gage, and he produced all of these, these proofs all of these natural laws, Newton's law, the law of thermodynamics, and the law of, I mean, I couldn't even keep up with him, right? I couldn't even keep up with him. And what we have is that as just like in uh, the world, we see denial of law. We see the denial of law. He talked about thermite, what thermite's made of, and what temperature it, it melts at. See, the, the law of water freezing is 32 degrees. That's the law. That's the law. The law of water boiling is 212 degrees. That's a law. It's immutable. You can't change that. And yet we see natural law violated, and we say, oh, that's not true. That, that's not true. And we say that, you know, men came from apes, and there's absolutely no proof of it anywhere. It's a theory, and yet we teach it as truth. In fact, most Christians permit that lie to be told to their children in schools, which the Christians pay for the schools to teach their child that 
He came from monkeys. You don't have to say amen. You don't have to say amen. So my point here today is what I'm trying to show all of us. I did. I was up early this morning doing some research, talking about spiritual laws and natural laws. Now, look, 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 look. I'm not talking about whether you can, uh, whether or not you uh, can eat pork, whether or not you can, the dietary, that's a whole different thing. That, I'm, that's not even what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the natural laws. And more importantly, just as, a, uh, uh, just as importantly, the spiritual laws that cannot be broken without consequence. Hang on a second, Laura. I see you right there. I want to get this up there for me. Where did I put it? Bring up for me the law of life. Bring that up for it's the last thing because we're talking about spiritual laws and natural laws and the fact that Richard Gage showed us yesterday, they follow no scientific laws. They don't follow any of them. Neither does our government. There is now therefore no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Why is there no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus? Because there is a law. For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. There's two laws. There are two laws. One law trumps the other law. Evidently, there's a spirit of law of sin and death, and that law would be what? The soul that sinneth, it shall die. But as Tim Tuber taught us the other day, that law's been canceled. That law's been canceled by the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Canceled the law of sin and death. What was the law of sin and death? Soul that sins, it shall die. Well, how do you keep from falling into trouble? Uh, Dude, uh, obeying the law. Obeying the law. I, I told you I got picked up speeding the other day. Deserved it. He came up. I showed him. I said, I got no excuse, man. I got no excuse. And you know what he said? Dude, you are guilty. And you know what he did? He gave me grace. It wasn't that I didn't break the law. I broke the law, but the authority said, you're okay this time. And so we run around everywhere in America, and we're watching the breaking of law, and we don't care. Or wait a minute. We don't know what to do about it. Who do we turn to? Everybody watching this show right now knows that everybody is born either male or female. We all know that. Why? Because the Bible tells us. And the Bible also tells us that all the animals reproduce after their kind. In other words, an ape never becomes a human being. It's a law. Dogs breed dogs. Dogs don't breed cats. It's a law. It's a law. But the society will teach you how to violate or get around law. And because of that, look at the mess that we're in in the church. The church doesn't even believe in laws. For what the law could not do, listen, any law has no power unless it's enforced. Hmm? We think, oh yeah, can I show you a difference here? Look what happened with with, uh, Portland, Oregon, when Antifa went in and burned down the town, violated all kinds of laws. Anybody do anything about it? No. So the law is useless without enforcement. And then look at what happened on January 6th. People showed up, and they made up a law. They made up a law. Because the law, first law is that every man has the right to peaceably assemble and petition his government for redress of grievances. But they made another law that trumped that law, which they can't do, see. Because it's a natural law. You know what's going on here? And so following laws will not change your life. But following laws will protect you. You won't make yourself righteous by following laws. You're just not going to. But you might make yourself healthy. Hmm? You might make yourself happier. You might make yourself more pleasant. You may have better relationships if you simply follow the laws. You might, but you don't have to. 
and then there'll be somebody making an excuse for you why that law is not valid. So, so coach, I'm all, I'm get, I'm all over the place here, right? I'm getting, we spiritualize too much, folks. We spiritualize too much, meaning this. Many of the things that you are dealing with and I'm dealing with in my life is not the devil. It is the consequence of somebody is breaking the law. A natural law, right? Honor thy father and mother. Anybody out there, you don't have to confess. Say, boy, I didn't do a very good job of teaching that to my kids. <laughs> boy, and my life is a mess just because of that one law. And what was the purpose of the law? To make you fall in line and obey? No, no. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. If you honor your father and mother, there's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Violation of laws. I've gone on too long already. Lorraine, come on in. You always got something good to say. Not to address what you don't. Um, thank you, Coach. I appreciate that that encouragement. Um, just a couple of things. We're a bunch of sheep without shepherds because they're all hirelings that are talking from the pulpit. And you just, and most people just don't have any other direction, you know, on where to go. And, and, and we have a culture of honor that's completely disconnected. I took care of, I'm one of those people. I walked away from my career when my daughter was diagnosed and my mom got sick and I I took care of her the last 10 years of her life in her, in our house so that she didn't have to go into a nursing home. And when, and people want to think that with honor, you're supposed to like someone or do whatever. And it's not, that's not what it is. You respect the position because if you can't honor your parents, there's no way you're going to be able to honor the Lord. It's just yeah, not going to happen. Hang on a second, Laura. At the heart of honor is sacrifice. When you honor somebody, you put aside your own personal ambitions. Go ahead. And, you know, and just like with Ron, and, and on the note um, of why I first raised my hand, with DeSantis being the attorney that they hired to interview those, those um, convicts at Gitmo was huge. And I still, and to this day, as much as watching those planes go, watching, watching the pancake happen um, to those two buildings, watch them just, you know, explode. Um, and being on a treadmill reading a textbook, I still could never shake the image of George Bush reading to children in Texas. It always was off to me. I'm like, how was all of a sudden he just happens to be reading books when this thing goes down? And the look on his face, it was more like, oh, the, the mission's been accomplished. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It wouldn't have been the reaction I would have had, right? If I'm president of the United States and somebody comes up and whispers in my ear, Mr. President, uh, the Twin Towers have been, or, or whatever he said, and he just sits there and ponders. I would have said to the children, hey, sorry, thanks for having me. Uh, Grampy's got to run here, right? Wouldn't, wouldn't, wouldn't that have been the average reaction? It was almost like they were telling him whatever. Uh, they did it, Mr. President. They already, they, they did it. I said, hmm, all right. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, Rochelle. I'm with you. I'm sorry. Um, my brain's my brain's fly. Kevin, come on in, Laura. Well, so far everything that you're talking about this morning, selective enforcement, selective justice, all of this, the you know law becoming lawless, that all falls under one umbrella, and it's one that God warned us about. It's one that you've talked about time and time again, and that is unfair weights and measures. Mm-hmm. The Lord hates it, doesn't he? So let me pause here a second because this, the Lord put this on my heart. Uh, can you right now just raise your hand? Don't just come in there one at a time. Here's the question. Can you tell me right now, could you quote for me, I don't have to quote it, a natural spiritual law? Don't, don't just blurt it out. Say, I, I got one. Raise your hand. I'll call you on. Can I give you one? I'll, I'll give you a natural law, a natural spiritual law. We reproduce after our own kind. That's a, that's, a, that's a natural law. That law, listen, folks, natural laws cannot be broken. They cannot be broken. I can never breed a raccoon and a dog. It cannot be broken. Revelation 2015, give me a law. 
Good morning, Coach. I don't know if it's a law, but my daddy used to tell me, if you do good, you'll get good. If you do bad, you'll get bad. You reap what you sow. That's a law, isn't it? I think so. In fact, it goes into more in-depth than that. Come on, some other laws out there. Come on, come on. What's some laws? Hmm? Julie. Do unto others as you had have them do unto you. That's the law. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you, right? Betty, what's another law, Betty? Uh, Julie took it. Ah, see, I, look, I love you guys. But if some of you don't talk in here, I'm going to say, tag, gone. These guys are shallow. Huh? The law of association. You become what you hang around with. The law of habits. You become what you do. We, our whole lives are, are repetitive law. The, wow. Okay, there we go. There we go. All right, Myra, go ahead then, Rochelle. Go ahead. Give me a law. Law of fasting. Law of sin. Don't give me one law. Now you quit hogging hug the law. Law of fasting. Law of fasting. He told us some of it, right? He said some of these things only come out with, that's a law. Do you understand that was a law? He said some of these only come out with prayer and fasting. Hmm, are you doing that? Oh, no. Well, you're breaking the law. Rochelle. Um, yes, one my mama used to tell me too, straight out of the Bible. If you don't work, you don't eat. You don't and, work, um, you don't eat. Huh? And that is in Second um, Thessalonians 3.10. One who doesn't um, or, provide for his own household is worse than an infidel. That's a law, folks. Amen. Huh? It's good, isn't it? Huh? This is good because these laws are everywhere, and we're breaking them all. We're breaking them all. Come on in, Mary Beth. Uh, that, that, that object in the womb in the womb is a baby. That's a law. <laughs> it's, it's a, a baby. law. How do we know it's a law? That's a baby. How I do we know it's a law? I needed you together um, in your because, mother's womb. Yep. Because yep. there's a law of reproduction, right? There's a law of reproduction. It's a law. You it's probably law. already said that one. But... Amen. Johnny B. How you doing, Johnny? Uh, doing great, Coach. Good morning, everybody. Uh, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you so that you may live long and that it may go well with your soul or wait well with you in the land the Lord God has given you. Amen. How about that? Huh? Look what my wow. wife told me. This is why I love my wife. She brought me Fred Mosley's book. I knew I had it somewhere, right? That's a law. Honor your father and mother. And Johnny, he gives us the consequences, right? If you honor your father and mother, your life will be long upon the earth. Well, what if you don't? How many of us right now are suffering with the fact we didn't honor our father and mother, or better yet, maybe our dad didn't honor his father or mother, and there's been a, a, a lineage that's been poisoned head, handing down through. It's not the devil. It's our own violation of the law. Emma. Good morning, Coach Tom. Hey, hey Tom. Uh, Hebrews, Hebrews 9.27, it was appointed once on the man to die and then to face the judgment. That's a law, Tom. That's a law. If everyone is appointed, appointed, have an appointment with death. And then after that, you're going to get judged. Good one. Go ahead, Jessica. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Another That's thing God hates, a haughty look. That is a law. Say that again, Jessica. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. So pride is going to eventually destroy you, right? And a haughty spirit comes before destruction. Well, that's a law, dude. <laughs> that's a law. Any of you ever been embarrassed by something that you've been standing or fighting for and found out you're wrong and how you feel? Ugh. See, that's pride, isn't it? That's pride. Clay. The result of sin is death. The result, the soul that sins dies. Oh, hey, look, hey, you're looking at me? Not always dead, dead. Sin causes death in relationships. Sin causes death in business. Sin causes death in wherever. Wherever sin is, when it's found out, <clears throat> there's something that dies. I, if I were to go out on my wife, which I would never do, and, and she would forgive me and take me back, 
that relationship would never be the same. There would be a, something in that relationship that would die, whether it be trust, whether whatever it would be. Because why? All violation of the law brings consequences. And we are dealing with that. So we know right now, <clears throat> if what we saw yesterday, last night, with Richard Gage, you think any congressmen or senators know that? Huh? For a man to know to do good and not to do it, to him it is sin. That's a law. That's a law. Why is our country in a mess? Because there's unjust weights and measures. It's not the devil. It's not the devil. It's men acting unjustly that's causing us. Kevin. Well, if we're talking natural law, I would call out the uh, the laws of physics. And God is the original, uh, you know, the creator of, of physics. In fact, everything that we talked about last night with Richard Gage falls under the category of physics and the law of physics. Because they tell us trust the law. You can't, you can't, you can't violate the laws. Well, they did physics. They did. No, 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 no. They didn't violate the laws of physics. They disobeyed them. Right? They just disobeyed them. What did he say? 3,000 people died? And then somebody smarter than me said, yeah, not only that, millions died in the war. We killed millions of people in Gulf War over a lie, over an untruth. Right? Wow, this is good, isn't it? Isn't this good? Because if we look around, I don't ripple effect. That's right, Vinny. It's the ripple effect. And if we look around, all you have to do, uh, my my wife and I were driving down the road the other day, and there's a section of the road between here and Columbus that's, it's like you're on a jackhammer when you're driving down. You guys know what I'm talking about? Our internet, our interstate highway system. And I'm thinking, what, what the why can't we fix the roads? Why can't we have good roads? Well, we can't have good roads because our legislators have violated their oath. They're giving money to people that are just giving away money that ought to be used to take to do what it's supposed to, and nobody anywhere holds them accountable, except maybe we'll get five justices on the Supreme Court who might agree that a woman can't kill her baby. How can a nation survive when we continue to kill our offspring? That there has to be a law there somewhere. Huh? There's a law. Not the, not the Supreme Court law. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus made me free from that law of sin and death. The soul that sins, it shall die. That's a, that's a law. That's a law. Rochelle, come in. Then Roger. Yeah, Coach. Um, there's also, I'm looking up uh, in the 50 Laws of Life from Fred Mosley, who you just mentioned. And one of his laws, 11, is the law of words. He takes it out of Proverbs 18. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Dude, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? (laughs) And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So listen, whether you love if they're speaking truth or you love the lie, if you eat the fruit thereof, that's what you become. So we've seen a lot of people who love the lie and they won't even look twice at all of this evidence that is before us when it comes to so many things, 9-11 just being one of them. Yep. How about this one? How many times do you guys catch yourself saying this? Are you ready? Are you ready? I knew that was going to happen. What? Mm. Going to happen? Well, it's a law. You agreed with the law when that. Th- See, the Bible says, "Take captive every thought." When somebody comes to you and says, "Oh, I don't know, man. Looks to me like uh, my daughter's going to get a divorce." So I just yeah. shut the hell up. What do you mean it looks to you like that? See, you're speaking death. You're not speaking life. You say, "Well, coach, you know, it looks almost impossible." I know God does impossible things. Don't agree with that spirit of death. Don't agree with it. That marriage will not die. It will live. Jesus will enter into their lives. Jesus, they will receive Christ as their Savior. I'm not going to sit around and say, oh, I just know that that marriage is going to fall apart. Neither one of them will listen. You can't tell them anything. Stop it. Amen. Because you're just, you're just fertilizing bad seed. That's all you're doing. Life and death is in the power of the tongue. That's the law. Now, unfortunately, in church, we turned it into Glab, grab it and blab it, blab it and grab it. And we've, we've made it something that's certainly not. But I can tell you this, a lot of yourselves, a lot of you folks out there, a lot of us poison ourselves with words. Because what did I say the other day? 
take captive every thought. The thought comes, and you agree with that thought that there's going to be a divorce, and you say it. That's called the power. That's the law of agreement right there. Oh, this is so good. When's the last time you heard a sermon on this? Instead of rebuking the devil, got to rebuke the devil. Michelle and I have that discussion. I said, no, I'm going to stop rebuking the devil. I'm just going to start obeying. So I'm going to try. Let me try that for a while. Let me try that. Let me let me try this. Let me try doing unto others as I would have them do. Let me try this one. Let me try forgiveness. Yeah, let me let me try that first. Hey, uh, Tom, uh, Coach Dave here, man. Listen, I just, I just want you to know, man, dude. I'm so sorry. Uh, look, I don't know what the heck happened. Uh, I said something. You said something. Whatever. I'm, I'm, will you forgive me, man? My friend. That's a law. You get it? But now understand this. If I've offended Betty, and I call Betty, and I apologize to Betty, she can hold a grudge if she wants to. It's up to her. I'm free. <laughs> I'm free. I did all I can do. And then if Betty says to me, okay, I, well, I forgive you, Coach Dave, and then picks up the phone and calls uh, uh, Rochelle and tells Rochelle what I did. Well, she didn't forgive me. <laughs> she didn't forgive me. What are you talking about? You with me, folks? We do this all, all the time to ourselves. It's not the devil. We're doing it to ourselves. Stop it. Take captive every thought. Roger Gates, come on in. Yeah, Coach, think of this. Um, gravity is a law. You know, a bird falls down and the Lord sees it from the nest. But take Elisha, he can make an axe head float. He, <laughs> he can change that law. Yeah. So when we, when we were born again and we now <laughs> under the law of life in Christ, he changed the law. <laughs> Amen, he did. Yeah. And, and not only that, Roger, the guy who made the law can change it. Yeah. That's why all power has been given unto him, right? He yeah. can overcome natural law because he created all of it, right? So he can step in and intercede. He can say, listen, uh, the, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus, uh, listen, we're going to have that cancel this other law over here, okay? We're going to, this law here, the law, soul that sins, it shall die. That law is in effect. However, uh, we can apply this law to it if, if you want to. That the law of spirit of life, you receive Christ, uh, it'll cancel that law of sin and death. You get it? You get what's going on? Why? Because all power has been given unto him. Not to, the, not to the Senate, not to the House of Representatives, not to Joe Biden, not to Donald Trump. All power is given unto him. In fact, the Constitution says, we the people. All power has been given unto we the people. So at some point, if we the people begin to once again acknowledge God as king, right? Appeal to uh, appeal to heaven, as John Diamond talks about. Hmm. Appeal to the rightful authority, the lawmaker, the lawgiver. Oh, well, maybe some of this crap would change if we would do that. Because, see, repentance is more than saying, I'm sorry. Hmm? Remember love story? Love means never having to say you're sorry. What a bunch of crap that was. Love means always saying you're sorry. I'm sorry. Betty, if I offended you, I'm sorry. Myra, if I've offended you, I am sorry. Would you, would you forgive me, Myra? I would, I'd, never, I'd never forgive. By the way, Myra, if I've offended you, then you ought to call me and say, Coach, I love you, but I want you to know that you offended me. Because maybe I didn't even know that I did. Maybe I didn't even know. And you're walking around, and you're still mad at me, and you don't listen to the show anymore because I said something that offended you, and I didn't even know it. And the Bible, one of the laws is what? Law of reconciliation. That's what Jesus did on the cross, you know. It was a law of reconciliation. He reckon, the Bible says he reconciled the world to himself. He said, I forgive, I forgive everybody who's genuinely sorry. I, I forgive you all. I do. I forgive you all. It's called the, what's called the law of reconciliation. Are you, do, you, do you engage in that law or you break that law? Do you hold grudges or do you, do you get reconciliation? What do you do? Because there are consequences that come with the breaking of these laws. I'm sorry I was wrong. Please forgive me. Ball's in your court, Betty. I'm sorry I was wrong. Please forgive me. I'm sorry I didn't mean to offend you. Do you forgive me? Boom! It's the law of reconciliation. Bernie, come on in. Yeah, thanks, Coach. Um, 
here's one the word of god whoever whoever will deny me before men uh i also will deny him before my father in the heaven boy i hope that law in there i hope i hope we can break that one that's um that well we were gonna have to confess him and and um you know what? It's it's a real warning when we're when we feel if we ever feel timid, just be out and be bold. All right. Amen. Amen. Because if you if you don't speak up, you're denying the truth. You're denying right. the King of Kings, right? Yeah. Serious. It's serious, yeah. folks. Listen, there are consequences for it. Then there con- It may look. It may not be a consequence to you, but if you don't speak up and and speak the truth in a situation. If you don't stand up and speak the truth regarding transgenderism in our schools, at the school board meeting, some little kid's going to suffer. There's going to be consequences. It may not be you. Somebody's going to pay the price for your sin. Huh? Tim Tuber, come on in, Tim. Okay, the law of lust. Either you don't yield your members, or you have to pluck out your eyeballs. <laughs> That's what it says, isn't it? That's what it says. Wow. That's a law. Wow. Pluck out your own eyeballs. Whew. That'll give new meaning to cataracts with it. Amen. Keith, come on in. And I Jessica. Think, I don't think the Lord changed the law. I think he paid for it. Paid he in paid, full. He paid for it. But but Keith, at the same time, uh like I've done with my my own children, with my own grandkids, when they continue to violate the same law, when they keep throwing the ball, my my son, uh, my little grandson, hit a ball the other day. I parked the car in the wrong place, broke my wife's tail tail light, tail light, broke it, two hundred and sixty bucks or something, get it repaired. I don't, I'm something like that, right? And you know what Michelle said to me? Don't you know better than to park there? <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> huh? I said, I said, well, I didn't think he's going to hit it that far. I didn't think he's going to hit it this direction. But the simplicity of it is, aren't you smart enough to not park there? No. Nope. So I'll pay a fine because I violated the law. Law of common sense, don't park here. I can't be mad at my grandson because he hit the ball. Move the, move the car. Jessica. So this is going back to your example with Betty. Um, I think it's more along Betty's character to tell someone about the fact that you asked for forgiveness and um, because there's two scriptures that come to mind. One is love covers a multitude of sins. Mm. And the other one is um, a gossiper shares a secret, but love keeps a secret. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> Aren't these great? What, what? We, we shouldn't teach these to our children, should we? No, no, we shouldn't be. Te- uh-uh. No, Jessica, those are two good ones. Bless you, Clay. Well, I think every knee shall bow is going to be a law we're going to see. That's a law, down. buddy. Huh? You reap what you sow. That's a law. Huh? Come on. Come on. This is good stuff. Myra. <clears throat> yes, Coach, in regard to uh, yesterday's um, 9-11 um, event we had, it's um, – Wonderful. Um, what I read there, it is so true what you're doing and um, believers are doing in regard to sharing the truth. Uh, Proverbs 23, 22 through 23. Hearken unto thy father that begat thee, and despise not thy mother when she is old. But the truth and sell it not. Also, wisdom and instruction and understanding. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. It's a law. It's a law. Betty. Thou shalt not kill. The Lord hates the killing of innocent blood. Amen. Murder. Shall not murder. It's a law. It's a law. Right? You murder with your tongue. Right? You better watch that raccoon then, Coach. I better, oh, bet, stop that, man. I got to go kill that guy or take him for a ride. I don't know which I'm going to do, right? Mm. Wow. Killing is allowed. Murder is not. Yeah, well, it'd be, it'd, yeah. You don't get killed for trespassing, do you? You just trespassed. That's all he did. Uh, well, that's me. Hey, I'm changing the law, aren't I? He sinned. 
He broke in and ate something. He gets a death penalty. That's the way I see it. Clay, would you come and kill him for me? That's what we do, and that's what Only we do. And what that guy did, I don't want to do it. I don't want to kill him. You kill him for me. Will you do that? Oh, boy. Now, poor little Coon's just doing, doing what he's been taught. He's just following his mom and daddy's example. Oh, that'll preach. That'll preach. Jeff, now. Brethren, any of you do err from the truth at one convert him. Let him know that he that converteth the sinner from the error of his way shall save a soul from death and yeah. shall hide a multitude of sins. <laughs> it's a law, huh? The law consequences. I'm looking at some of the, uh, uh, boy, Fred Moses, I got I to get Fred on here. The law of agreement, the law of reward. The, you reap what you sow. How about this law? How many of you follow this one? Talking to me now. It's better to give than receive. How many follow that law? <laughs> Which makes you feel better, giving somebody 50 bucks or getting 50 bucks? It tells you something about your heart, doesn't it? Dale. Isaiah 59, 18, according to their deeds and accordingly, the Lord will repay fury to his mm. adversaries and recompense to his enemies. Mm. So, so Dale, because we don't enforce a law, governmental law, we think God's not going to enforce his either, right? I, I, what about this law? This is a law. The ignorance, the ignorance of the law is no excuse. Are you going to stand before the Lord and claim ignorance? <laughs> the great right through. Oh, we won't be. I don't think we're at the great right. Through. Anyway, I don't want to get into that debate, right? And the judge is going to bring down the gavel. So some ignorance of the law is no excuse. Boom. That's the way I see it. Man, Julie. Happy heart is good medicine, but low spirit sap one's strength. That's a law. So a low spirit make, draws your strength out of you, your spiritual strength. Wow. That's a law. Where's the devil? The devil made me do it. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He, no, your strength got zapped. You had low spirit. Who I am? Be a doer of the word, not a hearer of the word. Doggone it. I hate that. Huh? You mean I just can't stand in the pulpit and preach about it? I gotta. I just can't preach against transgenderism. I actually have to go do something about it. Oh my goodness! You mean if I stand in the? Uh, you get what I'm saying, right? Be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Roger Gates. Yeah, when the Lord rose from the dead and He appeared to the disciples, He walked through a door without opening it. Now we don't know what our bodies will be like. We know that our bodies will be like His one day. So the laws that govern our bodies now will change. Amen. It'll be a different, because it won't be a natural law at that point, will it? Yeah. It won't be a physical law. I was thinking about that. that I, was in the, I was in the cemetery on Memorial Day. You guys probably saw some of the video I did there. And I was walking through those old graves. So, I mean, some of them, golly, 1785 people were buried in that old cemetery. Buried in 1785. And I thought, God, where are they? Where are they? Are there bones laying down in this thing here? Really? We all end up there? Hmm. Yeah, it sure does. It's appointed unto man wants to die. That's a law. <laughs> and then after that, the judgment. That's a law. Renetti's pizza. Then Dale. Go ahead, Renetti. Gone. De- Betty. Uh, how about these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts and press them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, when you get up. Wow. Sorry, Betty, I don't do most of those things. I violate the law every day and then complain when consequences show up. Crazy, crazy me. Bob Haven, strike one in, Bob. Uh, God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Brother, that's a law, isn't it, Bob? That's a law. If that law isn't true, God's a liar, and you can't believe anything else he said, right? He said he would throw, our sins would be as far as the east is from the west. He'll remember them no more. That's a law. We just don't believe it. Deanna, quickly. Yes, sir. God created male and female to make a family and to be fruitful and multiply. <laughs> Pretty simple to me. <laughs> Pretty simple to me. Like I said, you could put a million of them on Gilligan's Island. They may have a, lot, a million men on Gilligan's Island. They may have a lot of sex, but they ain't producing no babies. Why? Uh-huh. There's a law, man. 
We reproduce after our own kind. Male, female, made he them, right? Come on, man. Come on. So rather than, I don't know if you're getting the theme of this, rather than uh, us blaming the devils for so much stuff, why don't we do what he told us to do in Matthew 28? Huh? Go into all the world and teach them to observe all I've commanded you. What if, what if we actually did that? In our schools, taught kids not to not to lie, not to steal, not to cheat, not to hate, not to hold grudges. Not to, what, what if we actually taught that? We wouldn't need much, would we? We wouldn't need much of our government. Wow. The law, 50 laws of life. I'm going to get old Fred and get him back on here. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. In other words, when I stand before the Lord, I'm going to say, hey, Lord, that law of sin and death don't apply to me, dude. Thank you, man. I'm under this other law, this law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Dude, I don't have to worry about that law of sin and death anymore. Wow. See you tomorrow.